Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have um, a few this or that questions I'm going to ask you. Okay. I have a ton, so we'll do a few of these each week. But um, Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Mine is definitely vegetables. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. I'm sorry, what? Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Okay. Definitely. Um, very torn on this one. I'm going to have to go with Pepsi, too. Apple or Microsoft? Microsoft. Microsoft, for sure. Um, I'm going to skip that one because we don't do basketball teams. Oh, no. I wouldn't even know. Yeah, me neither. Pacers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. I'm not familiar enough. So Marvel would be like Deadpool, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, uh, shit, you know, all them. Yeah. DC would be like Batman. Mm, I'll go with Marvel then. Yeah, Marvel's better. They got Spider-Man. They got Doctor Strange. So like, uh, Iron Man? Iron Man. That's yeah. what I was trying to remember. Yeah. yeah, Iron Man. and Okay. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. McDonald's for me as well. Unfortunately, I would love to like Burger King because they have the Impossible Whopper, mm. but I can't. I do love their Whoppers, but... Yeah, you gotta... Well, my, like, the coffee at McDonald's just... Yeah, they have the best. It's so good. And with the Whopper, I love the Whoppers, but you have to get them when they're fresh. And yeah, they're very never. rarely yeah. fresh. Yeah. All right. In uh, Captain America or Iron Man? Iron Man. Iron Man. Captain America is a close second, though. I don't really like Captain America. Mm, I do. That's Iron Man and then Deadpool. Mm. Instagram or TikTok? TikTok. I'm not even on I don't even go on Instagram. Yeah, TikTok. (laughs) I don't really get this one. Cake or cashews? Huh? Cake or cashews? That's not even... I know. Of course cake. What the fuck? (laughs) Cashews are nuts. How are you going to compare cake to nuts? Eh, I'll go with cake. (laughs) (laughs) Cake or cashews? That's stupid. (laughs) Okay, and then the last one for this week, Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Uh, I got to go with Netflix as well. Okay. Now, I have uh, people who watch security se- security camera footage for a living are sharing shocking things. So, this isn't necessarily paranormal, but mm-hmm. first one, I worked as a harbor master a while ago. So, I had to check the marina cameras after a boat was abandoned at our docks. I was looking for the owner, so I checked the tape from the boat's first night in the marina. In the footage, the man who had sailed the boat stood on the end of his boat for two hours, barely moving. Then, at 1.30 a.m., he just walked off the back of the boat and dropped into the water. He never came back up, never found his body. It was freaky. Weird. Yeah. What the fuck? Wow, that's... That's creepy. Yeah. Next one on security footage, I've mostly just seen lots of sex. I've had to turn on the microphone and tell them to stop it or they'll be thrown out of a college gym. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah, gross. 
I was a security coordinator for a large electric company, and one time I was doing a maintenance check on some random train station at like 3 a.m. I panned a camera as far to the right as possible to check that it was functioning, and this dude was on all fours eating a deer in the middle of the tracks. I watched him for like 10 minutes and went to get another guy on shift, but when I came back, the dude was gone. I rewound the tape, and the dude stopped munching on the carcass, wiped the gore off his face, and walked into the woods like he didn't have a care in the world. Weird. What the fuck? Drugs, maybe? Uh, Weird. Who knows? I was working at a pub in Sydney watching the CCTV when I saw a guy continually cross and uncross his legs while playing a slot machine. After a few minutes, he walked to a corner of the room, took a shit, and then proceeded to go back to playing his machine. What the fuck? Gross. What is wrong with people? I don't know. Like, seriously, what the fuck? I used to live in a new apartment complex with a shared porch. I would have my security camera on at all times, and once I caught a neighbor's friend going by my plants and stopped to play with them at 3 a.m. It was innocent and weird, but they were clearly high. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the pretty plants. <laughs> A kid pooped in an aisle of Walmart and an old lady slipped in it. Ew. God. At least it was a kid. Like, What is wrong with people and poop? I don't <laughs> get it. I don't know. I was. How can you just poop <laughs> anywhere? I don't know. How do they get away with this shit? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was friends with the doorman in my office building. One night he told me he was reviewing security footage due to a camera malfunction on one of the elevators. On the footage, we saw a guy walk into the elevator lobby and push the button. He stood perfectly still, which was really creepy. When an elevator came, he didn't move. He st- stood perfectly still for a good 10 minutes before pushing the button again, and this time he got into the elevator when it arrived. Unfortunately, this was the elevator with the malfunctioning camera, so we couldn't see what he did on the ride down. The security systems allowed them to know which buttons were pushed within a specific elevator and if it stopped along the way. It showed that the lobby button was pushed with no other stops, but when it arrived to the main lobby, no one got out. My friend and the other security guys checked around but never found out where that man went. That's weird. That is weird. It's like he was going about his business and was getting like a message in his head. So he stood there for 10 minutes and listened to it and then got in the elevator and disappeared. Or whoever is playing him in, in the game just paused him for a minute. And they took a so pee break. So they could go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So they can go shit and play it in the corner of the room. <laughs> I used to do an do asset protection for Walmart in a very heroin-addicted area. The creepiest thing was seeing how fast someone would go from completely normal to absolutely out of it in the span of a year because of the drug. You could build a timeline of their demise through CCTV picture and video. One man in particular really stood out to me. The first time I apprehended him, he was very polite and intelligent, just stealing to get his fix. A year later, and the fourth time I caught him, he was basically a shell of a man. 
He tried running from me, so I looked him right in the eyes and said, I know you, Gary. Please don't run. The look on his face of someone knowing him who he couldn't even remember will always stay with me. That's sad. It is sad. I worked in a veterinary... Veterinary... Is that... Veterinary? 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 (laughs) Why is that word weird? I don't know. Am I saying it right? Veterinary? Veterinary? You know, the pet hospital. (laughs) And we have cameras in all of our exam rooms. It's for our own safety and liability purposes, and also to make sure our clients don't need anything while they're waiting. I've seen some sad uh, euthanasias from those cameras, mostly where the entire family, including their kids, are hovered around the dog, kissing and holding them. I've seen an old man rock back and forth with his deceased pet in his arms. But the other day, we had the strangest one. A man came in to put his sick cat to sleep, and I let him spend time in the room alone with his kitty beforehand. We always do. And he had plenty of time with his cat while he was still alive. After the euthanasia, I was watching the camera in the back room to see when he was ready to leave. But then he grabbed his phone and took a couple of selfies with his dead cat and left. Why? Why wouldn't you take selfies with your alive cat? People are weird. What the fuck? I just, I don't even want to go there. Next one, it's not my job, but my significant other and I have an owlet monitor for our infant looking at his crib and his room. It's set up like a CCTV and it's creepy to begin with. One night I woke up at 2 a.m., went to check on my son and went back to bed. Once in bed, I got on my phone to view the monitor for reassurance and saw two light dots like eyes in the night vision in the window of his room. I quickly went in his room to check everything out. I couldn't see anything outside, so I turned on the monitor again. There was nothing. I went back to bed. I woke up again an hour later to check the monitor, and the dots were there again. So I grabbed a pistol and went outside his room. I didn't find anything, but the monkey grass had been mashed down by that window like someone had sat there for a while. I set up a sleeping bag in my son's room after that for a couple nights, but never saw the lights again. Hmm. That's weird. We have an old fountain at my apartment building that has a large eagle statue. One night I had to check the security cameras because of a break-in, and at 2 a.m. I came across footage of about five guys taking turns humping the eagle. (laughs) One of them even stole the Santa hat I had on it. (laughs) (laughs) I was a property manager at a giant apartment complex for a year. Part of my job was taking complaints that came in during my off hours and reviewing the tapes to see what the cameras caught. We got calls for people having sex in the spa a lot, and this was one of those times. I got the form out to issue the warning when the maintenance supervisor noticed something. He zoomed all the way in and across the property. He could see a woman we all knew sitting on her patio smoking a cigarette and watching. Then we noticed there was a glow of a small red light. She was videotaping the whole thing. What makes it weirder is that this lady was a pastor at a local church. What was she recording? People having sex in the spa. Oh. (laughs) Hey, freeborn. Next one, I'm not in security, but I work for a bank, and part of my job is checking the cameras in the morning. Last week, I saw a ping on our back entrance camera, and when I went to check the video, it was a guy I didn't recognize. He was pacing back and forth in front of the door at 3 a.m. for a solid 20 minutes. 
Every couple minutes, he'd stop and walk up to the door, stare into the camera, and then he'd go back to pacing. A a car eventually went by, and that must have set something off in him because he ran away and didn't come back. That's weird. Maybe another NPC that... Or the person paused the game. Mm, Maybe. (laughs) My first job out of college was doing electrical engineering and security system design for a big security company. One of our first assignments I had was assisting in writing a report about a security system for a nuclear storage facility that we had designed that had been infiltrated by nuns. No joke. (laughs) Basically, the facility got invaded by nuns who started covering the nuclear storage facility in blood they had conveniently provided in water bottles. The footage was jarring in quite a few ways. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, One time my camera caught a pile of cardboard left near an AC unit burst into flames, and in seconds there was a pillar of fire racing up the building. That's Mm. scary. Yeah. And my last one, I once saw a chicken walk up the side of a tree at 2 a.m. Walk up the side of a tree? That's what it says. That's creepy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. This week I did disturbing facts that will haunt your dreams. Okay. In 2013, the body of Elisa Lamb was found inside of a rooftop water tank. The only surveillance footage found her before her death was her running into an elevator hiding from someone who was never seen on camera. I'm sure we've all Yeah, we've covered read that the story. Stories yeah. and if you haven't seen the security video, oh my god, look it up. It's totally creepy. It is creepy, but and I still don't know about that one. Well, yeah, and also another thing about the security footage, I believe the only the only one you can really find has been sped up and like edited. Mm. So there's like a couple minutes missing off of it and I mean, it's just all weird and yeah. like the way her body was found was super weird. It's just crazy. Yeah. It was strange. North Sentinel Island is one of the least explored places on Earth and is home to one of the last uncontacted tribes in the world. They often meet unwanted visitors with violence and have killed several people who have shown up uninvited. The Indian government even warns people not to ever visit and to let them live in peace. Wow. That's some way to deal with it. Yeah. Holy shit. After missing his flight, a University of the Evansville basketball player cheated death when the flight crashed, killing his teammates. Two weeks later, he was killed in a car accident. Oh, my God. That wow. sucks. Yeah. What the f- what? What? He was, Why was he supposed to experience that? I don't know. Just for two weeks? From, oh, my gosh. That's insane. That is. It would take the death of 359 people to garner enough iron out of the blood to forge a longsword. <laughs> that is just stupid. What the fuck? Who took the time? It, it, who, yeah, who was coming up with that? <laughs> Female Italian serial killer Leonardo, uh, I don't know how to say it. Cienciuli? Cienciuli? Is that a C? Cienciuli? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Disposed of bodies by making them into bars of soap. Gross. Did she sell them? (gasps) Ew. Did she sell dead body (laughs) bars of soap? Gross. And you thought you were cleaning yourself? (laughs) 
At his wife's funeral, Stalin said, This creature softened my heart of stone. With her died my last warm feelings for humanity. Wow. And you know, those warm feelings were Mm. super intense. Yeah. (laughs) Sunanda Kumaruratana, a Thai princess, drowned to death while her servants watched because they were absolutely forbidden to touch her. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Do you think she was yelling at them to do something? I don't know. Oh, my God. That's not funny. (laughs) That is terrible. Oh, my God. It's like... Talk about something biting in the ass. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what you get. But, I mean, that's horrible. (laughs) But don't be such a fucking diva. Well, it might have been her father. Like, you never know. Well, maybe that's true. In Thailand, is that where it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was probably yeah. her father that was like, nobody's to touch my daughter. Yeah. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, that sucks for her. <laughs> <laughs> In the 70s, a man who jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge left a note that read, I'm going to walk to the bridge. If one person smiles at me along the way, I won't jump. That's so sad. That is, yes, that is very sad. Especially to put all your hopes on random strangers to smile at you. Yeah. He didn't want to live. No. That's sad, though. Yeah. In 1967, 15-year-old James Gordon Wolcott killed his entire family after sniffing airplane glue. He was deemed insane and admitted to a hospital and is now declared sane and is a psych... I think that's supposed to be psychology professor. What? That's crazy. Holy shit. That is so fucked up. So was that supposed to be like it made him temporarily insane? Yeah. Or... That's what it that's what it That just shows you though that some people can get away with anything. Yeah. Holy shit. Just like that one um the guy that killed I think he killed his dad or his stepdad or something while he was sleepwalking. Oh yeah. And the lady that uh they just did a documentary on hulu she killed a lady like it's like no question it was her and she served a few years in prison and now she's like a like a um therapist of some sort she murdered her neighbor and now she (laughs) what how the hell yeah our justice system is fucked yeah. up. And then, like, there's quote-unquote felons who had weed on them, and yeah. they can't get a fucking job. Exactly. Save their life. Fucking ridiculous. Serial killer Dennis Rader would often spend time hiding in his victims' houses until they were most vulnerable. That's a BTK. Yeah. Melanie Selentit. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> Convinced her husband to shoot and kill their next door neighbor because he was telepathically raping her for years. Fucking what? Yeah. He was doing it what? in her mind. What? R- read that again. What? <laughs> I'm not reading the name again. Okay. <laughs> Convinced her husband to shoot and kill their next door neighbor because he was telepathically raping her for years. So she's crazy and her husband's crazy. Her husband's a fucking dumbass. What? How? What? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> what? 
Okay. What does that even mean? I don't know. Holy shit, people are insane. Oh my god. Okay, yes. In Houston, 1965, the bodies of Edwina and Fred Rogers were found packaged and organized in a freezer. Their son, Charles, went missing around this time and has been the prime suspect ever since. (gasps) What? He was never found? It doesn't sound like it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? In 1946, William Herons went on a killing spree and wrote... For heaven's sakes, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself on the wall of one of his victims. It was written in lipstick. Why don't you stay there? Yeah. (laughs) If you want to be caught so bad, just stay fucking there. Yeah. I mean, at some point, someone will find you. (laughs) Especially if there's a dead body there, you'll definitely get caught. Just stay. Or leave some breadcrumbs or something. Yeah, something. (laughs) Or just go down the street to a diner and, like, sit there. They let you do that. They'll find you. (laughs) The rack was a medieval torture device that saw a man strapped by his hands and feet onto a board and slowly stretched until Uh, ripped in half. No! Oh, my God. Oh, did that happen? Holy fuck. Yeah, it used to happen. No, no. What there did used to that be guy all do? Kind of, I don't know. What did they do? I don't know. Holy shit. They used fuck. to do some really fucked I up know. shit back oh then. God. The real Annabelle doll is currently locked up in the Warrens Museum and is said to be occupied by an inhuman demonic spirit. I just watched Annabelle last weekend. Did you? Yes. And I was listening to one of our old episodes, and we talked about her today. That's weird. Hmm. That's really weird. (laughs) In 2000, damn it, Catherine Knight stabbed, skinned, and hung her husband on a meat hook before cooking and serving parts of his body to their kids. To their kids! Yummy. Oh my god. Beyond <laughs> fucked. Up. Well, you know, if you do if you make it in like chili or something, no, you really can't no, tell. No. <laughs> no. I wonder like I wonder what she made. I don't know. I wonder if it was just like a slab of dad with some vegetables <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What? You had to. I'm sorry. But you had to notice it, it has to taste different. They right? didn't eat it, I don't think. Oh, they did? I don't think so. Oh. I think she. I hope not. I think they knew like something was wrong with mom. Mm. And because she was like Probably. fucked up. And I think she like plated them plates and like set the table and shit. Yeah. But I don't think they ate it. I, I could be wrong on that. That's- but. I don't think Well, just like speaking of the Elisa Liam thing, all the people that were drinking that water. Oh it just, my God. Ugh. That was yes. just the most disgusting. And oh my showering God. in it. Ugh. Holy. We thought the water tasted funny. Oh my God. You think? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. That is traumatizing. Those poor people. I would be literally traumatized. I would that. probably think about that every Absolutely. day. Yeah. 100%. I would too. Yeah, like three minutes or four minutes. 
In December of 2012, a man tried to hang himself off of his apartment balcony. Unfortunately, the rope was far too long and it resulted in his head being ripped off completely. <gasps> oh! Responding officers didn't find the head until several hours hours later. It was on his neighbor's balcony. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It was chilling there for hours. <laughs> oh my god. Hopefully, I, I hope it wasn't the neighbors that found it because that would be horrifying. Oh my god. Oh my god. I've got to know if those neighbors found it. <laughs> Did they just, oh my God. That's horrible. I would never go out there ever again. Ugh. Holy Ugh. shit. No. <laughs> the inmate who killed Jeffrey Dahmer in prison said that part of the reason why he did it was because Jeff would often make many sculptures resembling human body parts out of his food. Yeah, he would apparently fuck with the prisoners while he was eating because they knew what he did. Mm-hmm. And the guy that killed him uh, was a black man. And Jeffrey Dahmer preyed on young black men. Oh. And that guy also killed another white man in prison um, who had been fucking with black men. Hmm. So, yeah. Well. That, guy, that guy wasn't happy. Can you say you blame him? No. Not at all. They needed to be ex- extracted. Yes, they At did. least Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know about the other guy, but I'm yeah. sure he was a piece of shit, too. Oh, but, I'm sure he was. Uh, yeah, they needed to be gone. So thank you to that man <laughs> for that. <laughs> well, who knows what he did? Yeah, really, but honestly. Hell, he could have been a serial or murderer, and it was of, like, white women or something. Maybe. You never know. You never know. He did do one good thing, though, by killing Jeffrey yes, Dahmer, though. He yes. really did. <laughs> If you confess that you murdered someone to a priest, your secret is protected by Catholic law. Fucked up. Of course it is. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? It's a fucking cult. That that has power over everyone? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it's bullshit. Oh my god. Anna Margarita Zwanziger... Would poison her employers, who were Bavarian judges, with arsenic and nurse them back to health in order to gain praise. Oh my god. In doing this, she accidentally killed four people. Wow. Can we say attention whore? Oh, was that it? I don't know. That was it. (laughs) Okay, this week I did Men Are Telling Creepy Women Stories. Oh, okay. So first one, I met a girl online. She seemed normal enough, so we ended up going out for a drink. I found out that night that she had actually lived an hour away in a rural town, but whatever. Well, we went out, had a drink, then went to go play pool. We drove over in my vehicle, and when we got to the pool hall, she checked her phone and saw she had a text message from her ex-boyfriend. She proceeded to cry incessantly. I was trapped. I didn't know what to do, so I offered to take her back to her car. She said she wasn't sure if she could drive and asked if I would take her home. I declined, saying it wouldn't be a good idea because she lived an hour away. So how did she plan on getting her car back from here the next day? So she agrees for the night to end, all the while apologizing vigorously. The next day, she texts me, apologizes, and offers to buy me lunch. She seemed all right when we were getting to know each other, and I was bored, so I gave her another shot. She brought her kids to lunch. When I saw them get out of the car, I texted her and said it wasn't okay for me to meet them. She became irate and said her babysitter canceled at the last minute. 
Even though the drive was an hour long from her house, she didn't find it important to ask if it was weird for her kids to come. It was at this point that I stated that I was no longer interested. Now for the creepy part. Two days later, she texted me, but I didn't respond. She kept at it and kept asking if I wanted to go out the next weekend. After multiple texts, I messaged her and said I wasn't interested and I had plans to take my friend out for her birthday. This resulted in even more irate messaging about how she wasn't comfortable with me going out with other girls and so forth. Mm. This resulted in her getting blocked. Turns out she took a guess on where we would go, since there was only one nightclub in town, and she showed up. I had to tell the birthday girl that I was leaving and to call me when she was ready to go. My night was ruined. But wait, there's more. A couple of weeks after that, there was an ice storm and the power had gone out in the area. I ended up going over to a friend's house to hang out since they had a generator. We were playing cards and enjoying ourselves. Suddenly, I get a text message from a number I didn't recognize. Are you all right? I'm really worried, the message read. I'm fine. Who is this? I replied. It was the creepy girl. I ignored it and put my phone down. The next message sent chills down my spine. I'm really worried. I'm standing outside your house and all the lights are off. Are you okay? Oh, my gosh. She had never been to my house, and I had never given her my last name. My final message before blocking her involved not contacting me or I'd call the police. Turns out that she was a secretary for a police department, and she ran my tag and found out where I lived. Drove over an hour to my house in the midst of an ice storm, then got a new number also she could check up on me. I didn't turn her in, and I won't. She was a single mother, and the father of the kids was in another state. She had supposedly been abused, and turning her in would have gotten her fired or arrested. While I realized that what she did was illegal, I didn't feel like it would be right to put those kids through that. I have no idea what she did with the kids during the ice storm. Her parents lived in the area, so I assume they went there. I have no idea where she is, but I'm pretty sure she's no longer at the police department. I'm fine and haven't heard from her since. People are weird. I know. Like, what the fuck? Uh, This was about 25 years ago now. I met this girl online who was seriously attractive. If someone like that would message me today, I would assume it was spam. But she was legit. We talked for a while, and I didn't ever really see her creepy side on the phone or via chat room. Once we transitioned to meeting in public, that was when things started to seem off. No matter the room we were in, there was always someone who she knew and who treated her poorly. There was always an evil guy who tried to be her boyfriend but treated her badly. I even broke down and asked a few folks she pointed at, and of course they were like, she said that about me? I don't even know her. (laughs) The final straw for me was when I was invited to a friend's party and I invited her. After picking her up, she begged me to let her friend come. I knew my friend was going to be ticked that I was inviting this girl already, and if she brings a friend, it's not going to go over well, mostly because it was supposed to be just a couple of friends. So I told her, sorry, it isn't my party, and I'm already reaching pretty far inviting you. Almost instantly, she burst into the biggest, loudest, belly-crying fit I had ever witnessed. She was 18 years old, screaming and crying at the top of her lungs in the passenger seat of my car. It was so loud I wanted to roll the windows down to protect my ears, but I was too embarrassed that others may hear her. She kept screaming how unfair it is and asking me why I hate her and hate her friend. I couldn't even think of anything to say. It caught me so off guard 
and made no sense. I didn't have any words. I was only 20 at the time, so I didn't bring, so I didn't make the best choice, but it did work out. I decided I would tell her I changed my mind and we could bring her friend, but when we got, but when she got out to go knock on her door, I would drive off. And I did. I got a few nasty online messages from her afterwards, but it was okay. Thankfully, she didn't know where I lived or anything like that and seemed to drop it quickly. That's hilarious what he did. <laughs> yeah. And she's still single. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't act like that and expect people to put like up with it. act like a fucking two-year-old. Seriously. What the hell? Nobody's going to put up with that. <laughs> I don't care how you look. Yeah. Uh, next one, I have a couple semi-stalkerish women who creeped on me, which is weird because I'm not even good looking. But my favorite creepy girl story was just a one-off funny moment. When I was 22, I was hanging out with a couple of friends, just gr- grilling and drinking, when one of them was suddenly like, do you guys want to go to a costume party? Naturally, we all agreed, so we slapped together some quick costumes and hopped in an Uber. We showed up to this place. It was less a costume party and more six people in an apartment wearing costumes. But there were drinks and hot dogs, so I was happy. We spend the evening playing board games with this group of people who just seemed as confused as we were. The entire night, there's this one girl who's sitting next to me on the couch, but she hasn't said a single word. Not one. I don't think much of it. Some people are shy. Whatever. But then during the lull of the party, out of nowhere, she gets closer to me, looks me dead in the eye, and whispers, I like blood. Okay. Then she shifts back to shifts back to her spot like nothing happened. I turned to my friend and told them that we had to leave immediately. I still think about that sometimes. <laughs> I wonder if she was just fucking with them. I hope so. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like you, she really wanted him to leave? <laughs> what are these douchebags doing here? <laughs> I'll get rid of them. <laughs> All right. This was thankfully... An online-only interaction. It started innocently enough with this random person asking me questions about my religious beliefs on social media. I was more than happy to discuss my religious beliefs strictly in an, in an informative way, never in this is the only right way to live sort of way. The conversation quickly turned weird, though, as she began asking if I thought that people who were lying about who they were should admit to their sins. I stopped replying. That's when things really went south. She began harassing me at all hours of the day online. This spread to comments on my blog and emails sent via a comment form on my blog. They were erratic and hard to make out, but I found other people she had stopped and harassed and pieced together what it was all about. A few years prior, she had a beef with a guy who lives in New Zealand. He cut off contact, but she began contacting his family, friends, and boss to tell them that he did bad things to children. Now he works in a school, so this charge could end his career. Luckily, he warned his boss about her, and they ignored the charges. Of course, it helped that her only proof was that God told her. Did I forget to mention that she claims to be a prophet of God and that he literally talks to her and tells her the bad things people do? Because that's exactly what she claims. And good luck arguing with God told me you're guilty. Who is she going to believe? Your mountain of evidence or the voice of God in her head? Anyway, she found me online and came to the conclusion that I was 
was really a faked identity for New, New Zealand guy. Her evidence? We both enjoyed photography. I guess all photos posted online are really only done by me. No wonder I never have free time. <laughs> As I said before, arguing, arguing with her was useless. God told her that I stole the photos from my family of my family from someone else and was pretending to be a married man in New York when I really was New Zealand guy. Can't argue with God. I tried to contact the police, but she lived in Canada and there wasn't anything they could do. I and others reported her account. She always had a few spares ready to hop to. The harassment intensified as she told me that she was going to contact all the companies I did business with under my blog and tell them of my crimes. I had to warn a few people preemptively in this, uh, just in case. She also co- threatened to contact local police on me, but luckily she didn't know where I lived exactly. One reason why I didn't post my exact location online. She also posted threats to my wife's blog. This continued on and off for a year or so. She'd moved to another target. We'd warn said target and they would block her. She'd then claim that we were part of some Uber hacking group that hacked into everyone's account to force them to block her when they really all agreed with her. This also extended to police departments. We apparently hacked the police to make her complaints vanish after she was personally told that they would arrest us. Neither the hacking nor the police personally arresting us ever happened. Of course. Eventually, I found her IP address and and hatched a plan to block her from my website. I edited my site so that she would go to a 404 page not found error if she ever tried to visit my page, while everyone else would get the normal site. She began posting about her success at taking me offline. She's still online and bothering people. Boyd George and the head of Firefox are among her past targets. She left me alone for years, though. I've since stopped blogging, but not due to her, and I cut back on social media use, so I don't think she'll focus on me again. I don't even wish for her to be arrested, but just to get psychiatric care she obviously needs. That's why you don't ever discuss church or God or anything with people, because... Yeah, you can't. You never know. You can't. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. In college, I used to deliver pizza to a certain hotel quite frequently. There was a cute girl at the front desk that would smile, and sometimes I would bring her a slice. One day, she asked if I would grab a drink with her after work, and I'm down. Turns into a two-hour-long vent session about her ex, during which time she has a solitary drink. She says she never has more than one drink out, which I get because she's freaking tiny. Anyway, 20 minutes in, I tried to change the subject and try to intersperse something here or there just to maintain a semblance of conversation. She finally leaves and the bartender pours me and himself a stronger drink and just gives me the glad it's over look. A week or so later, I'm back delivering to the restaurant and the front girl desk mentions that she's bummed I haven't asked her out. I figure she may have just been having a rough day, so I'll give her another shot. We agree to grab another drink at my normal spot after work. This time she doesn't show which I'm fine with at this point. I have a nice night with some friends and don't think much of it. She texts me the next day saying sorry for not showing. She says her friends needed her help after a breakup and she needed to drink an entire bottle of Jack with her as tradition. At this point, her behavior is inconsistent and strange and I decide to steer clear from here on in. Now for the creepy part. Every time I would go to the hotel for delivery, she would be there and ask me why I haven't tried to hang out 
and I would make some excuse. At one point, I claimed to be sober to avoid getting a drink. I started getting texts from her late at night, which were kind of cryptic. Things along the line of, you should really reconsider that thing. Or, I think the server, Molly, isn't very cute. Okay. Things that were just out of left field, you know, like a crazy person would send. (laughs) The days go by, and I'm working and delivering to her hotel, and her eyes are just always on me. If she was talking to a guest, she would break her conversation to look at me. It was beyond unnerving. As a delivery driver, we would normally fight over who got to deliver to that hotel because it was so easy, but I started to give them away because this girl was creeping me out. That's creepy. That is creepy. And those are mine for the week. All right, it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up! I did funny tweet. What? Yeah. Weird. Me watching most kids' TV shows. Okay, honey, no more TV for the day. Me watching Bluey. Excellent joke structure. Incredible dialogue. Superior character development. No, wait. Let's watch another one. What's Bluey? I don't know. Is it a cartoon? I don't know. Okay. I, I, those little kids shows are, um, catchy. There are some, I remember there are some horrible ones. Yeah. But my favorite, I'm not going to remember the name of it now. Um, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, I never, yeah, my kids That was my favorite. I loved it. It had like the inside parent jokes and stuff. I still enjoy Spongebob. Yeah. It's funny. We used to watch Spongebob a lot. It's funny. There's penis. God, he went through. What? It's SpongeBob, apparently. Oh. I'll have to show you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but he would have to go through like you know Barney phase oh, and yeah, wiggles and Bad. oh, there was even the Teletubby phase. Ooh. Oh my God, it was horrible. Yeah, those are bad. Yes. Kids love it, though. I know. Well, yeah. Having kids means saying things like, why is there a cookie in the hamper? And (laughs) why are you licking your legs? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Six-year-old and eight-year-old told me my sweater made me look like a teacher, and I can't tell if it was an insult or not. That's an insult. Definitely an insult. That's not good. No. (laughs) My parents just sent my kid a book that makes farting noises, as if I won't be the one picking out their nursing home. (laughs) My three-year-old picking up a tiny Spider-Man figurine in the kid's room of this Airbnb, his brow furrowed. He turns it over in his hands a few times, examining it. What is it? He whispers to himself. He stares at it for a long time, then whispers, his voice shaky, I love him. (laughs) Alrighty, that's weird found his new best friend okay and it's not even his (laughs) me i really need to be more present with my kids me two hours later that's enough (laughs) yeah sorry kids i missed your childhood i was busy trying to align a picture on microsoft word what i don't know my son's smartwatch kept calling its emergency contact me, and when I answered, it sounded like a it sounded like a trunk on a highway. So I called his dad, who said he's right here, and I heard him ask my son where his phone was in my pants pocket, and his dad yelled, "The pants in the washer." 
Holy shit. Oopsie. <laughs> I used to be a very laid back. I used to be very laid back, and now seeing different colors of Play-Doh mixed together triggers me. <laughs> hey, you got to let that shit go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not the time to get picky. <laughs> no. My toddler just walked by saying cinnamon bitch over and over, and I felt attacked until I realized he meant son of a bitch. Crisis averted. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Parents of small children wondering when the early morning wake-ups end. My daughter in college sent an emergency text at 6 a.m. because she needs a fly swatter for her dorm, so the answer is never. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, that's not true. Well, probably Peyton for was, some kids. Peyton was always an early riser until he hit his teens. Yeah. And now he don't get up till 11, 12, mm-hmm. which I was the exact same way. Oh, yeah, me too. Of course, I don't think I ever woke up early when I was younger. Well, I, I only did when I had to for school. Well, that yeah. That was it. But yeah, if I had a chance. Any other time, I was heck yeah. asleep. I think that's a teenager thing. Definitely. Because no, both different. my kids sleep way later than i do you know because now well, I, that, I i don't know if it, i read it somewhere or saw it on maybe the news or something but um teenagers need sleep yeah they do they're grow they're kids yeah. they're growing my daughter described my bra as a grown-up poppet and i may never <laughs> stop laughing <laughs> Do you remember the pillow people? Were you too old for that? Uh, I don't know. It was literally just a pillow and you would like fold it under and it would like legs and arms would pop out and it was a little person. I think I vaguely remember. Did they used to have the infomercials on it? I have no idea. I just remember having one and I loved it. Oh, (laughs) That's so funny. I forgot all about those. I need to look that up. <laughs> yeah. I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> Three-year-old describing his girlfriends. Three-year-old. And then there's Elena. She's the one with the small pony hair. <laughs> Me. You mean ponytail? Three-year-old, no. <laughs> pony hair? It's pony hair. Maybe it's just short? I don't know. I asked five-year-old how school was, and he said, it's literally none of your business. So I said, I was literally cut open to give you life. Then he told me school was awesome and gave me some of his cookie. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The guilt card. I like it, Mom. (laughs) Yeah. I've actually used that one a few times. Well, I mean, if you don't, we have it now. Why not use it? Exactly. There's no bigger bigger reality gap for parents than the one between how you picture going out to eat with your family versus how it actually goes. Yes. The thoughts are always nice. <laughs> Parenting little kids is mostly screaming, what the fuck, in your head, but really saying things like, no, thank you. I do not want to hold your booger. <laughs> Can you just hold this real quick? Oh, my God. What? No. Buy all the cute stuffed animals you want, but your toddler is going to sleep with a spatula instead. Oh, yeah. My husband was so excited to finally have a kid that shared his love for 
baseball until the bottom of the eighth when she loudly asks, is this baseball or football? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was probably living for that. Oh, yeah. I get to teach her stuff. (laughs) Got down to the bottom of the laundry pile and my kid is upset that we don't have matches for all the socks. I just held her close and told her it's okay to cry. (laughs) Let it go. My five-year-old told me he couldn't stand still in the toy store because he's too curious and has to see all the toys. It's wonderful to see your kids develop new skills, he told himself as the three-year-old discovered she can yell louder comfortably if she covers her ears. (laughs) Five-year-old, Mommy, how old are you? Mommy, 37. Five-year-old is 37 close to dying. Oh, shit. (laughs) How many beers does it take to recover from a four-year-old's birthday party at the jump park? Is it like 13? It feels like it's 13. (laughs) Sounds like a good number. Yeah. (laughs) Three things you should never have to beg for. One, love. Two, friendship. Three, the right to excuse yourself so that you can poop at your own house. We bought our toddler a baby doll to play with and everything was going great till I pretended the baby was crying. Then he shouted, no, and threw it under the couch. So I guess a sibling is off the cards for now. (laughs) My four-year-old woke me up early because he needed me to get something for him. I assumed toy, but no, popsicle. Oh. (laughs) And my last one... My daughter got mad at me because she was ready to go, and I wasn't. Oh, how the tables have turned. (laughs) And that's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.